From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 284 for the week of May 1st, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. Uh, Nancy Johnson has the night off. In this week's show I have a Good Neighbor Hotel review of the Motel 6 Main Gate. And Jeff Gahagan, Vice President of Maintenance at Knott's Berry Farm, gives us a construction update on Camp Snoopy and the Calico Mine Ride. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Diz Sports Threat of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey there. Hi there. Hi there. So I know, you know you know what? It's the first day of summer. You know how I know that? Because tomorrow, Magical starts at the Disneyland Resort. Already. <laughs> Already. Dumbo's going to yes. fly again. Yes. Hopefully. Barring high winds. <laughs> yes, at upper levels. Today's also May Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, so are you marching through the streets with I, your tank? With my tank? With my tank? No, with my with my streamers. I'm looking for a maypole. So if it's I, in Fantasy Fair. Any tall person can be a maypole to me. Nice. <laughs> any person can be. A hey. <laughs> so Tony and I were driving around the the. the the same path that you and him stalked each other on the well, a few weeks ago. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> yes, and we decided to go to the Italian ice place. The new one yes. or the old or whatever one? Whatever it's called. The old, the one. old one. The little one. Because the new one, the new one still says coming soon, but it's really open. I was going to say. So how did you guys and, like it? Oh my gosh! Why have I? Why? Why haven't I been there? I've been telling Where you. Where have you those. been all my life, Joe? And then I went back the next day with Andrew. He wasn't a you big did. fan. Yeah, no, I did. I'm like, Andrew, you got to try this. This is amazing. Um, and and he's like, wait, is it shaved ice? I know it's shaved ice. I'm like, yeah, but this is different. It's it's like a it's a non melting finest ice. I don't even know how ice could be so fine that now, it doesn't did you get melt. It? Did you get it with the ice cream also? Where they yes. have ice cream? Is- we got the gelada. <laughs> and I know they have the i the um they have the um. Well, you saw the sign. Like, I was kind of nervous because it's like everybody knew what they were. It was like you were at a bar and everybody knew what to order. And you're like, I don't know. What do I, what do I order? But the girl behind the counter was like so friendly. Some like high schoolish person like, I'll give you samples. Do you want samples? I'll give you samples. What do you want? Everybody who are like totally. Um, it was amazing. Like, I want to go back right now. Are they still open after I record <laughs> this podcast? Oh, so my what gosh. You I'll, I'll order? meet you over there. <laughs> okay. Have you been there, Michael? No, but we're going to be down there in, in about a week and a half, yeah, so I want to know. I will now go. Like It is worth a day six to drive down the street to get it. Um, first of all, they their ice cream, right, Tom? It said it was um, mm-hmm. from – their soft-serve ice cream is from Pennsylvania. Like it's 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 brought in from Pennsylvania. I'm like, but it's more like, it's like, cust- it's like custard. It's real – okay, so Andrew, I didn't – I feel really bad. I was a horrible father. I was like, you got to try this. He didn't want the shaved ice. And he wanted ice cream, thinking he was getting soft serve, but he got the regular dryers. I'm like, "What are you doing?" I kind of scolded him for it. He's like, I'm "Like, he's like, I don't know, I don't know." You know, I felt kind of bad. Um, I'm like, "Okay, we're gonna have to go back again." Like, 
to get the soft serve. I gave him a bite of the soft serve, and he's like, "That's the best soft serve I've ever had." Mm-hmm. And then he was kind of disappointed. I'm like, "Okay, we got to go back, and maybe tomorrow, um, the next day I see him, um, I'll take him to get the uh, soft serve." Um, as he said, it was really good. It was really good soft serve, which I had on top of the gelata. So um, the soft serves was incredible. So you could just get that. But we got the shaved ice with the vanilla ice cream mixed in. And since I had to go back for a second time, what they do is they put vanilla, the vanilla soft serve at the bottom, then the shaved ice. No, it's uh, shaved ice. No, it's Italian ice. It's not shaved it's ice. Ita- yeah, I was going to say it's not, but I it's not shaved ice. Right. It's so fine that it like doesn't melt. It's amazing. And it's not like ice. It's I don't even understand how it's ice. But it's um, almost kind of like a sherbet, but it's not a sherbet. Exactly. It's so, and it never melts. I don't understand how that's possible. And, and when and, you mix that with that vanilla ice cream, oh my gosh, it's delicious. Okay, yes. What's your favorite flavor, Mary Jo? I think it's the raspberry. No, the orange is really good too. No, I'll, I'll go with the raspberry. <laughs> yeah, I got Jeez, strawberry. They're all good. I got strawberry or raspberry because I went two days in a row, and. Both times the same? No, one was the raspberry, second was oh, strawberry. Okay, I it. forget okay. which one. Um, but what was interesting was that Tom and I tried to mix it up, and it was really hard to mix up without it going all over the edge. So this time I asked for an extra cup. Nice. Oh my god! But I think I had to, pay, to have to pay for an extra cup. Something I had to pay. Probably. I tried extra ice cream and extra cup because I really wanted almost like a fifty-fifty ratio, but I still wasn't able to make it. So I think next time I'm going to actually order two separate. A small ice and a small <laughs> vanilla and mix it together because I wanted it totally like a creamsicle-ish <laughs> kind of thing. Dessert. Do you not trust the the the, uh, the balance that they have created? I don't. I didn't like it. I did not like the balance. I wanted more vanilla ice cream. I really wanted that cream. Like both of the things were great together. It was like the whole peanut butter and chocolate mixed together. Mm-hmm. I wanted it perfectly. It was so good. I went, I can make this even better. Haven't you ever – you, don't you know me? That's kind of my thing. <laughs> well, I don't care if it's good. I bet you I can make it better and then be disappointed. Um, it was. Very it's worth driving. It's mm-hmm. worth driving for. You Folks, have to drive to get it. I live 20 miles away and my friends out here, my young friends, will drive there just to have it chose Italian ice. Wow. Well, what's and funny is what I remember reading articles about it being moved and people being frustrated. I'm like, whatever. Now I understand. I totally understand now. And a shout out to my son's girlfriend, Yasmin, because she's the one that introduced me to it. Oh, yeah. Like, now I understand why there's two. And and why okay, they got a bigger one, right? It's, well, there's always a line. It's like pinks in Hollywood. There's always a line for that place without the celebrities. It's just good. Well, no, we were there. Oh, I'm sorry. Before, before you discovered, yeah, we signed and when we signed, uh, uh, we signed our picture of our, our headshot, and it's going to go up. And the the old one that they're probably going to demolish, so it doesn't really matter. But for a couple of days, no, wait, in the bathroom, not, wait, right? What, what did she say? Oh, and but it was interesting. We got some inside information mm-hmm. that Garden Grove is taking over the whole block, basically the street. Taking which over means which street? That street where the old one is. Which again, that's why, that's why they built the new one. Yeah, which again goes with the whole Garden Grove taking over to make it a whole re- resort corridor with right. the Great Wolf Lodge. And I'm like, okay, good. So some of these eyesores are going to be gone and it's going to be a nice thing. Anaheim's but really stepping up to be that's a Garden resort Grove. area. Garden Grove, you mean? You said Anaheim. No, but I mean Anaheim itself with, the, with that resort, with the water park resort. But that's Garden, Garden Grove. Grove. That's Garden Grove. 
Oh, Garden Grove. You know what I was thinking? Garden Walk. No, that's all Garden Grove. Yeah. Okay. But to make a to go to Joe's Italian Ice, I I'm now wanting it right now, and I think mm-hmm. I think tomorrow after the recording, which I'm not recording, but tomorrow Andrew and I are going to go back, and that way he. I think this time I might just get soft serve. I got to mix it up. I'm going to start keeping track. Do a diary. <laughs> Next time you're gonna have to tell us what what your favorite flavors are. And Maybe Michael, this will, we'll make be... sure that you all get there. Oh yeah, definitely got to go. Yeah, but it was so. How did it not melt? And it was so fine. <laughs> like I'm trying to figure the physics behind this. If that's the right. And and, and we ordered what we we were gonna order the regular, but then we ordered the large. Or that's you, Tom, and I blame you. And you always give me like, oh, that's not big. And then sure, I get it, and it's gigantic. I'm like, oh, <laughs> why do we eat that much? We're both. <laughs> Oh, I, got, I can't eat one more bite. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. It's worth the drive. It's only about a, so, a mile and a half from Disneyland, something like that. Yeah, But I'm saying if you're like the whole I'm staying within the Disney ecosystem and I'm never leaving the, the biodome of Disney, go outside <laughs> of the biodome to get this. It's worth it. And I don't think the art goes to it. It's past if you're going. Yeah. South on Harbor from Disneyland. It's past Target, and it'll be on the and left-hand there's, there's side. No ho- yeah, there's no hotels there. I don't think there's anything. Oh, there's nothing to. there but yeah. tasty goodness. Mm. It's worth <laughs> yes. it. And we have no financial relation with no. Joe's Italian Ice. And I, I, I don't I'm even know what it is. to buy stock in that. I know. I don't they even know what Italian that- Ice is, but it tastes really good. Yeah, they say that it's authentic Philly-style water ice homemade there. So, okay, so our, I our went to Philly. Should know about this. I went to Philly and had the whole Pats and Geno's cheesesteaks. You should have gone to. Oh yeah, this if that, yeah. to me those were and I love my cheesesteaks. These those were like well whatever okay the Italian ice if it's like that then I if I go back to Philly I'm getting. I don't even I no I'm not gonna go I'm just gonna stay at Joe's because I don't see how it could get better I don't understand it, it truly is good and there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, to Joe's Italian Ice, so you all can see what we're talking about. There you go. But you have to. So taste speaking, it. speaking of ice cream, not not as good though. Um, has anybody seen the new bowl at Clarabelle's at, at California Adventure? Yeah, they got rid of the red trolley bowl. Yeah. They and have. It's, it's, I just saw the red trolley. Well, it's a little bowl. weird. What is it now? <laughs> you, it's you, a kitchen eat, sink. you eat out of Mickey's pants. But it's a sink. It's a kitchen sink. Yeah, a little one. A little one, yeah, a little, little. But they look, but they look like Mickey's trousers. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it, it's. I want one. <laughs> um, any other housekeeping? I have one. Go ahead, Mike. Um, well, we we're we're going to be at Disneyland. We're taking. We always take our granddaughter every year for her birthday. She's going to turn five. So we're going to be at Disneyland. We're going instead of for a, a, a crammed weekend. We decided to go for a whole week. Nice. So we're going to be there May tenth through the seventeenth. So I will have buttons. So if anybody trips over us, um, I'll give you a button. And and anyway, but we, make you sure guys, you follow Michael on Twitter. He'll post and tell you. Oh yeah, out. I'll let you know where I'm at and all that. But we we had one day. So we, one of the reasons we're going longer is because we really wanted to enjoy the resort. We didn't want to be rushed and, and do what we wanted because we're staying at the Grand Californian. We have a DVC two bedroom um, villa. And 
so what we wanted to do was we wanted to enjoy what the resort had to offer. And a couple weeks ago, you were all talking about, we were talking about the pools and the cabanas. So we decided to rent a cabana. Nice. Yeah. So we, we, we actually are renting it at the Disneyland pool and which, which took a little finagling. Sometimes it's good that, that, that I know the mouse. And um, because normally when you're at one hotel, you can't rent at the other. But um, but we were talking about prices and we, we didn't know what they were. So for anybody that's interested, um, it is for a half day and the half day either you have to select a time and it's 930 a.m. until 130 in the afternoon or two to six. And so for a half day, it is one hundred and forty nine dollars plus oh. tax. And, which to me didn't seem too bad. And you okay. have your own space and, you know, there's fans and you get your, your sodas and your, um, lounge chairs and, and all of that stuff. Does, um, for question, a, does, 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 when you say get your sodas, meaning you can order them or it's part of the cabana package? I think you get, I know you get water. And, um, I think though that it's, I don't know what else you get, but I know you get your little cabana boy who, Goes Ooh. off and brings stuff. Well, now you've got to review because I want to hear about this. I want to hear about how, how how many people can fit in, and they're pretty big. I thought it was. Isn't I don't know why eight people? is in. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's either couch, six or eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, do they you have can a get TV quite in a few too, in there. Michael? I know some of them do. So, um, so I'm not sure at the Disneyland one if they do. I think so. Because I joked with Carol saying that she could watch her soaps <laughs> so while she's there. What's the full day pricing? Full day price, and that's nine thirty to six. That's two hundred and forty nine dollars plus tax. Cool. So we just took half a day because we thought that's probably all we could right. stand. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's the price of the cabanas. So we're looking forward to going down that those monorail slides a whole lot. Excellent. So we'll see you at Disneyland. There you go. We'll also see everybody on Podcast Cruise 5.0. That is November 30th, 2014, out of Orlando, or out of Port Canaveral. That is on the Disney Magic. It's a seven-night uh, western, no, eastern. What is it? I always get it confused. It's a... It's uh, November it's Directions. It's a you know, I'm not going to say It's a western, anything. yeah. North? Uh, Caribbean Cruise. So, if you want to meet members of the podcast team... Go ahead and go to the show notes and get more information about that. Uh, don't forget about our Arizona meet that's coming up. We're, it's still in the planning stages, but we're looking at October 25th, 2014 in Phoenix, Arizona. And one last plug. We've got to mention Coasting for Kids. Right, Mary Jo? Heck yeah. <laughs> June 8th at Knott's Berry Farm, uh, Great America, Dorney Park, um, all kinds of Cedar Fair parks all across the country. We have Dizzers riding roller coasters in at least five different parks. Uh, join us, have some fun, and raise money for a great cause. Give kids the world. Uh, don't forget chat nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. If you want to get a hold of the Disneyland team, you can email us at dlpodcast at wwinfo.com. If you want links to anything we talk about or links to any of our shows, you can get those at is unplugged.com and click that big green button um any other housekeeping no good okay over to tony with the news tony we're gonna start with because in honor of nancy we're mm -hmm. gonna start with 
Universal Studios Hollywood news. Okay. And they keep adding more and more stuff, and they're going to add, be adding a Fast and Furious theme park attraction. Whoa. If you're feeling the need for some serious speed, Universal Studios has the perfect attraction for you. This is not a press release. Um, yeah, right. No, well, maybe the article that I found okay. was from a press release, but the theme park recently announced that a brand new Fast and Furious themed ride will be opening at the park's Hollywood location in 2015. Fast and Furious Supercharged will utilize the park's backlot trams where guests will be surrounded by 400-foot-long movie screens. That sounds really interesting. The announcement of the new ride comes in the wake of several new theme park updates estimated at $1.6 billion that will be completed by 2016. Supercharged will join a host of other movie-related attractions, including Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, and Transformers The Ride 3D. We're going to make it feel like those trams are being pulled through the streets at speeds of over 100 miles per hour, said Chick Russell, an executive producer for Universal Creative, told the New York Times. See, this is high-quality news. It's the New York Times. Mm -hmm. The popular movie franchise boasts six box office hits as well as video games. The seventh installment recently resumed filming after production was halted in the wake of the untimely death of the film star Paul Walker last November. So they're adding more stuff to Universal Studios Hollywood, and they're going it's to be kind of nice that they, they're they're continuing to plus the back back backlot tour. Yeah, because yeah, it used to be when I was a kid that was the whole thing. It was just this super long backlot tour, mm-hmm. and then it kind yeah. of went down. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah, less and less, but now it seems like they're starting to plus it. So I think this is where the where the Battlestar Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Hmm. It used to be like a two-hour tour with a with a yeah. break a stop in the middle. In the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, with the uh, Land of the Giants. They had a big telephone you climb on and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it was Prop Plaza or something yeah. they called it. Yeah. And they had the bridge from Thoroughly Modern Millie. I remember that. And the heat. From a for for a poor <laughs> little kid from San Diego where it never gets above seventy two degrees. I just remember the heat. <laughs> so now in other seemingly biased press release news, but not. Um, but you'll notice a slant. I'm just letting you know. I'm just reading from what I find because everything on the Internet is true. Um, residents are fighting the stadium and convention center, de- center deals for this, from the city of Anaheim. A group of residents fed up with the Anaheim City Council's approvals of massive taxpayer subsidies for the city's elite <laughs> business interests, okay, again, are taking their grievances to court. The group, a nonprofit known as the Coalition of Anaheim Taxpayers for Economic Responsibility, or CATER. I was going to say it's an acronym. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Guys, we've got to get an acronym. Okay, I don't know how, but we've got to get one. Cater asserted that City Hall is awash in special interest money and influence. Such a corrupt political environment leaves council members immune from residents' pleas to make sound financial decisions, they argued. (laughs) They're hoping independent judges will be more willing to listen. The majority of these people are no longer looking out for us, and I think they've lost sight of fiscal responsibility, said Cater President Cynthia Ward, a longtime City Hall blogger and conservative activist. The group has sued over the current proposal to give billionaire Angels owner Artie Marino a new lease on Angel Stadium, 
and according to its members, is preparing another suit to invalidate $300 million in approved bonds for the city's convention center expansion. Controversy surrounding the proposed stadium lease has centered primarily on a provision that would allow Moreno and investors to lease 155 acres of public land, mainly a parking lot around Angel Stadium, for 66 years at $1 annually. Moreno would use Moreno would use revenue from developing the land to finance up to $155 million in stadium reservation, renovations. However, critics of the deal balk at this because he's already obligated under the current lease to make improvements. The group alleges public records and open meetings laws were violated when the city council approved the deal framework. Ward said that she requested a stadium economic impact report from the city. The document she received was different from the one distributed to the council. Her version admitted a reference to comparing the stadium to other minor league venues, a glaring mistake that indicated the report was little more than a boilerplate document, she claimed. What does a boilerplate document mean? That sounds mean. Like it's a, it's a template bad. that's it's just a plain template. It's uh, okay. prefab words. Okay, see, I don't, I don't know this stuff. I should, being the, the newscaster <laughs> voice of, yeah. of Disneyland, Orange County unplugged news register stuff, but I didn't, you know, because in our previous episode, you saw the how this news team got to the bottom of the restaurant reviews. Yes awards <laughs> speaking of which i actually found some more information about that but back to this story um no stone uncovered <laughs> no stone uncovered no cater members <laughs> said that they don't necessarily oppose the convention center expansion but they argued the city council majority i need to have a mustache like john stossel or geraldo rivera who geraldo are two different <laughs> different people or walter cronkite yes yeah, maybe that's all, the, all, the, all the good newscasters have mustaches yeah i think that's gonna happen um and then a sexy Barbara weather Walters, girl. I mean, so, <laughs> um, wait, no, we got to go back. Now I've lost my place. Um, <laughs> he heard "sexy weather girl" in the whole his mind. Just went no, I'm imagining myself with a mustache, and like, would I go for the pencil thin, or could I really do the Geraldo <laughs> thick mustache? That'd be pretty amazing. Um, Don't do the Adolf Hitler one. Though. No. Oh, okay, thanks. Thanks for hey, that. They, that tip. They sell Walt mustaches at the park. You can get that. They do? Yep. In Frontierland, yes. when Nancy gets to They're horrible. her Frontierland. Oh, well, that kind of bugs. I Don't tell him that, Michael. Let him get one. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I would have been like, oh, great. I'm getting a mustache. Anyway. <laughs> um, Okay, so wait. If Andrew's now, listening okay, now. Yes. You know what he wants for Father's Day. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so back to Cater. Okay, Cater General Counsel Greg Diamond, a candidate for district attorney, also pointed okay, to an ad. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Now it all comes out in the wash. Um, also pointed to inadequate information regarding the bonds in the city's staff report on the issue. He said there is no explanation of the $300 million total and the numbers in the report, which include refinancing of other bonds, the convention center expansion, and other improvements, is short of the total by nearly $50 million. Having things go to elections is a good thing. It's a very sunlight maneuver. Mary Jo, what's a sunlight maneuver? 
I knew you know what boilerplate was. I don't know what a sunlight maneuver is. Sunlight like the sun? I, I think sunlight that, maneuver? I, I'm kind of joking. I just think it's a funny term, sunlight <laughs> maneuver. That is either our primary motivation or very close to it. People have shown they simply cannot be trusted to do things above board in the absence of external oversight, Diamond said, who again is a... Um, candidate. Uh, when asked for a more detailed breakdown of the bond total, the city wrote $265 million in bonds to refinance the existing bonds and pay provide for the construction proceeds indicated in the staff report. The remainder will be used to fund required reserves, pay the cost of issuance of the bonds and other related financing costs. Um, the city declined to comment on Cater's allegations that the approval of the bonds broke the law, citing potential litigation. If I di can digress, I think I remember something alluding to this in a previous story we had once talked about. The idea of the bonds and that the city's doing mm -hmm. stuff behind. Do you remember, please? I don't. I, I, I vaguely do. Um, okay. Unions, meanwhile, have attacked Diamond because of his opposition to the convention center expansion, which is expected to create thousands of construction jobs. Right. Hmm. So, but um, the council has remained largely silent about the group and its allegations. Councilwoman Lucille Kring said she hadn't researched the issue enough to comment. Council members Gail Eastman, Jordan Brandman, and Chris Murray didn't return phone calls for comment. But they do have at least one fan on the council. Mayor Tom Tate has been the one voice of opposition against many of the larger subsidy deals and agreed in principle with Cater's goals. Seeking wow. accountability and transparency is a good thing, Tate said. Interesting. Related to this, actually, I think as Tom and I were driving to Joe's, um, because I'm doing my, um, I'm do this is not about me getting my degree to become a principal. However, I had to do th do some more research about my school district and the socioeconomic environment of city of Anaheim. Blah blah blah. So as I was doing some research about the city of Anaheim, not only does the Disneyland Resort hire the most people by far, employ the most people? But then right behind them was the city, was the Anaheim Marriott and the Anaheim Hilton. Like just light years ahead of everybody else yeah, in Anaheim. Yeah. So, I mean, it really is the engine that drives everything. So you can see so what. Take that, Cater. Yeah, Cater. <laughs> cater. Well, no, I don't. I'm not for subsidies or anything. I'm just saying that the city basically is their whole economic engine is mm -hmm. that. And then I'm sure. And I think the angels weren't that far behind in terms of employees. So basically, I mean, that's I'll look for, I'll find that information while we're recording. Um, but um, yeah, it's really, they're really a huge, um, a huge employer. employer. Yeah, the 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 the, the region. The, it's all that and that corridor that's yep. doing it. Cool. So. Thank you, Tony. That's the news. Oh, that is the news. Thank you. Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I found Thanks. it. No, it's not. Okay, Disneyland twenty one thousand is the largest employer in Orange County. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't find it. I just found the Orange County, but um. Disneyland is the largest in Orange County, and so by far in obviously yeah. Anaheim. So, yeah. all right, time for rapid fire, Michael. Right. Well, it's a new month, which means more Disney magic at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco's historic Presidio. 
the film of the month is Disneyland's own Sleeping Beauty. Mm. So, and I know that's one of my favorites. I love the animation in that. Mm-hmm. There's a number of workshops happening throughout the month. They are continuing theirs, or I should say, open studios. They are continuing their stop motion animation open studios that they've been doing for the last few months now. They have a couple of new ones they're introducing. One is called Engineering Essentials. And this actually sounds like a lot of fun. If you're into Lego, you can use Lego pieces to experiment with creating fun, unique inventions and discover the ways toys can be used to help find solutions to everyday challenges. Like an erector so I have up- I, I don't know. It's Legos. I, it's, it's, it's fun to play Legos. I, I can't imagine how you use them in everyday situations. But but anyway, another one they have is Storytime um, Color and Light. How does light affect color? This is tied into the Mary Blair exhibit. Um, artist Mary Blair used color and light to decide the design for It's a Small World. So in this open studio, you can explore color and light using glow-in-the-dark paint and other materials. Uh, which I will probably get all over my clothes if I do that. <laughs> they have another one, uh, again, dealing with color. And they have this one several times throughout the month. It's called Color, Tone, and Mood. Learn the techniques for effectively influencing the overall mood of a scene through color use and dark versus light tones. Follow along through guided demonstrations to help you create your own color palette for variant moods and emotions. Again, that's in conjunction with the Mary Blair exhibit. The open studios are all free, which is something that's really nice. They do have a a, a um, workshop, Acting for Animation. This one you do have to pay a fee for, for. But in this workshop, there's a couple of Pixar animators, Doug Frankel and Andrew Schmidt. They will discuss acting and animation. They're going to use examples from animated and live action films. And so students in this workshop will be able to have a hands-on exploration of their principles they're discussing in both 2D and 3D form. So that sounds really interesting. And finally, they do have a special um, presentation, a, a day of railroading at the Walt Disney Family Museum. This is on May 10th. They're first of all going to have at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. They're going to have a special signing. This is they're going to be celebrating Walt's lifelong passion for trains. So you're going to meet train producer Lowell Smith for a signing and releases of his commemorative limited edition great locomotive chase box train sets. Um, at 3 p.m. They're going to have a special screening and discussion of Disney's historic drama, The Great Locomotive Chase. And this uh, this stars Fess Parker as James J. Andrews. And this is based on a true-life Civil War story of a daring raid by Union soldiers on Confederate railroads. And this is going to be hosted by Michael Campbell, who's president of the Carrollwood Pacific Historical Society. And there's also going to be special guest Harrison Ellenshaw, who's a painter and visual effects artist, and Joel Fritsche, who's a um, steam train expert and Imagineer, and I'm sure I mispronounced his last name. Uh, fine, uh, and then finally, they, they do have some spotlight talks in the in uh, galleries on the Burbank Studios to learn a little about the history of the Walt Disney Studio. So for more information on tickets and times and dates, we will have a link to the museum's website in our show notes. 
So maybe I will see you there at the Walt Disney Family Museum in May. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo? To continue along with the railroad theme, um, over the past few years, the Disneyland Resort and the Carrollwood Pacific Historical Society have been active participants in the Fullerton Railroad Days. A free community event, Fullerton Railroad Days is a weekend full of events surrounding railroad enthusiasts and features model railroads, clubs, historical societies, and train tours. For 2014, Disney will be sending the Disneyland Railroad Locomotive Number 4, Ernest S. March, excuse me, Ernest S. Marsh, to the event. This is a great opportunity to get up close to a real Disneyland Railroad steam locomotive, talk with the engineers who operate them, and take unique photographs of you, your family, and friends. In years past, Disney also brought the Kalamazoo handcart. Carolwood, um, the Carolwood Pacific Historical Society, the group tasked with preserving Walt Disney's railroad legacy, will also be on hand with historical pieces and merchandise. The 2014 Fullerton Railroad Days will be held on May 3rd and 4th, so this weekend, from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. at the Fullerton train station at 120 East Santa Fe Avenue. Admission to the event is free, and we'll have more information in the links in our show notes. So that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Just a quick reminder that Bats Day in the Fun Park is coming up in a couple weeks. The annual Ghoulish Goth Gathering happens May 16th to May 18th, with the main event in the parks taking place Sunday the 18th. Uh, visit BatsDay.net for more information on that. Also, that's going to be a busy weekend because also held that weekend is AIDS Walk Orange County, and that's held on May 17th. So that just be aware that that is going to be a busy weekend in the parks. Okay, now that cast member who told that, supposedly told that woman that she was showing too much cleavage, mm-hmm. has, wait till he sees Bat Day. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Tony. Any of our vegetarian or vegan listeners might want to plug their ears for this next um, rapid fire. Okay, Queen Mary. I really am starting to realize that we needed a day six is going to the Queen Mary. They're always having events and it's a great play and and the history and all that. But on May 10th, the West Coast third annual barbecue classic. Nice. Okay, now, but this is serious. This isn't just barbecue. Okay. It's um, 11 to 6, grill masters from around the country, and you don't have to pay a ticket to get into um, the Queen Mary. It's like at the park at the Queen Mary. Title of West Coast Best Barbecue. Let your taste buds rage over which barbecue style is king. Join them for a smoking hot day of grilling, filling, and chilling. But wait, it's an official California State Certified KCBS Sanctioned Barbecue Championship, whatever that means. WCBC... Some Congress of Barbecue will bring together Southern California's most accomplished champion pitmasters. They will converge at the historic Queen Mary for a one-day barbecue showdown to compete for a cash prize. Um, it's a finger-licking family fun festival. Features delicious barbecue tastings, live music, backyard games, kids, country, a merchant market, and an award ceremony. Um, general admission tickets are $10 online, $15 at the door. Children 4 to 11 are $5. Children 3 and under are free. Parking is $12. Barbecue tasting tickets, $2 each. 
<laughs> no refunds. Like, mm. don't like it. But wait, <laughs> there is also eating contests. There's a watermelon eating contest at 2 o'clock. It's $20 to enter. Jeez. Prize, one night stay aboard the Queen Mary. But there's nice. a limit of 20 contestants, so I guess it's not filled. I guess we could, I could still do it. Um, cobbler eating contest. I'm all about that. It's, um, that's a four thirty, twenty dollars $20, only 20 contestants. Um, they have a hotel package if you really want to do that. There's going to be um, some concerts, too. Sawtooth. Never heard of them, but they look like they play some good mean country. Guy's got a banjo, and the other guy's got a stand-up bass. I think that's enough. They're wearing plaid shirts. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, bluegrass. Excuse me. Local roots music scene in Long Beach bluegrass. Sawtooth serves up a mean slice of Americana. Let's see. Circle of musicians that play sounds from the heart of Texas to deepest Appalachia. And then um, Robert John and the Wreck will be there, too. They're at different times during the day. Uh Orange County's reigning best live band. I don't know. I thought um, Global Hygiene Revolution was Orange County's best live band. But you know, there's that whole dis- there's that whole discussion of it being because Global Hygiene Revolution being very produced, you know, and like synthesizer based and kind of eighties ish. So. Yeah, getting more of the studio band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. And if you your team team registration is already sold out. So if you wanted to do that, um, but while they're serious, if you were a team, just saying, uh, you would have a fee. If you would have paid for the fee, whatever, whatever it costs to get in, um, you get a twenty by thirty cooking space. Maybe think of next year. Uh, you get entered into all four categories: chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. I didn't know brisket was its own category. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Twenty Should amps be. of power, access to potable water. Extra electricity available at additional con- cost. I'm just wow. saying, I'm telling you, because this is like this is a serious barbecue mm-hmm. uh, thing. Um, Sixty teams, they've all been filled, and um, yeah, they Friday they set up and get everything ready, and then Saturday they do all the good stuff. So um, there'll be vendors and all that good stuff. Wait, we mandate each team participating in tasting to follow the guidelines set forth by the Long Beach Department of Health. Temporary food facility <laughs> requirements with a checklist that they can click on. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, wait. Gloves on. Teams who participate in tastings will keep oh, 91 cents from each tasting ticket turned in. Because remember the $2? $2 tickets, yeah. Any deductions such as this is, I know this is not important, but it's interesting. Any deductions such as cost of extra meat and or permits per team will be deducted during settlement at the conclusion of the event. Producers will cover all upfront costs. Settlement will take place in the judge's tent at the conclusion of the event. That sounds shady. Judge's tent. Uh, mm. You need to come back back around here to the <laughs> you tent. Come in the judge's <laughs> tent. <laughs> so, anyways, no, that's. Ex- I should go. Oh, no, it's Mother's. It's Mother's Day. Okay, now I have a problem with this. Barbecue on Mother's Day. Mother's Day weekend, really? Like, is that really what mom wants to do? Go to barbecue. This should be Father's Day weekend. It should be. But then all the fathers are going to want to be like, my barbecue's better than yours. So maybe it is better for Mother's Day weekend. But I would actually like to go, but I'm going to be visiting my mother in Washington. She doesn't know. So if she doesn't listen, she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. She trusts me. She doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> so anyways, but um, West Coast Bar- third annual West Coast Barbecue Classic, May 10th, 2014. Queen Mary. Be there. Be there. Thank you, Tony. I should go research it just for the show. 
Time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week we get a thread by Baby Atlas, um, who's been with us since May 2011. And Baby Atlas writes, So many rides closed. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm planning a trip for mid-May, just two days, so maybe this will be A-OK, but I was really disappointed to just discover that so many rides will be closed during our visit. Two of our favorites, It's a Small World and Pirates, are closed. And one of the two rides we have never done but really, really, really wanted to do, Grizzly River Run, is also closed. The other ride we've never done is Thunder Mountain Railroad, and I'm guessing the lines will still be crazy on that one. Nah. Not feeling the magic at the moment. So I wanted to address this thread because you, you guys know that so many rides have been down, um, up and down since the beginning of the year. And I just wanted to maybe get everybody's perspective on what the parks are like, even with the rides that are down right now because of OSHA and getting ready for the 60th anniversary. What do you guys... Well, and it's also off-season. Seriously. Well, <laughs> we were there... No, Nancy- I'm going to agree with them. I'm not... No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and... I'm not going to be all the, hey, they need to deal with it. Peep. See, there's always something down. And yeah. if this is your time to... No... But I'm I feel bad for the people that are coming and their favorite rides are down. Because there's always something down. Why couldn't they, I know, do like a two week I I'd almost it almost be like we're gonna close it for two weeks and get them all done. Cause it's not like they need to be down, do they? But that's when I want to take my vacation is during those two weeks. Yeah, but if you knew that it was those two weeks so the question is, would you rather okay, I'm not gonna I know that these two weeks I can't go and I'm gonna know a year in advance or I'm going to show up and go, oh, great. Indiana Jones is now down for three weeks. Well, the thing with Disneyland, too, is they don't really go out to... How far ahead do they um, show the rides that are down, Tom? Like six weeks, if that? Park hours are out six weeks. Sometimes they'll schedule the refurbs a little little more than that, but it changes. You know, they had had the... um, emergency closure on something and so then they they moved something else and you know oh when when thunder mountain took longer than it was supposed to take oh yeah they delayed the space mountain refurb or you know things like that or delayed the matterhorn refurb well we were there it's, it's constantly changing yeah we were there easter sunday and the rides were the longest line for anything tell me what you guys think the longest line at the Disneyland Park would be too. Peter Pan. <laughs> That's a good guess. The uh, wait, wait, say it again. Space Mountain. The longest line on, on Easter Sunday at the Disneyland Park. What was it for? Oh, Elsa. 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 Elsa and Anna. And um, Anna. Two hours. Yeah. To meet the frozen have you seen characters, Elsa signs? and Anna. Have you seen the signs at Disney World, the Magic Kingdom? Four hours. And it was hot. Who'd do that? Yeah, it was. I mean, I like Frozen, but oh my gosh, that. So that was the longest line. Everything else was right. Like Tom said, we're kind of in a um, slow season now. Spring breaks are pretty much over. I think they're they're winding down. And Space Mountain was thirty minutes. Haunted Mansion was fifteen minutes. Did you guys know that they don't have fast passes for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad anymore? Did we talk about that on the show? What? No. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Yeah, really? I was. I looked on the you know the board that has the times for all the attractions, 
and they show which attractions have fast pass. And I noticed that the logo was not next to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And so I asked the cast member. I said, They did when it opened. They don't have it now. When it opened back up. I'll, I'll look it up. But the cast member told me that they don't have fast pass anymore. And the logo for fast pass was not next to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Surprised the heck out of me. Maybe the trains Maybe are that just, much faster now. They just redid the whole queue so that they, I mean, it makes no sense. Mm-mm. So I, I don't know if that's permanent or if it was just, you know, wet, but that was something that that surprised me. But having said that, just wanted to, I agree with Tony on one hand in that when you go to have so many attractions down is really disappointing. But there's so many other things also happening at the park where you can have you can, fun. So. Yeah, I mean, there's still a full day of fun at the Disneyland Resort or Disneyland Park without, with with attractions being down. Oh, absolutely! Especially if you toss in the shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, you know, the Princess Fantasy Fair shows that I'm always promoting, and you know, Disney's Magical Map that I know is not sort of they've been shortening the show schedule a bit, um, but. There's just plenty of stuff to do there. When you say parade and when you say shortening the show, what are you talking about? They've been canceling some of the morning shows. Okay. From what I understand, but not taking out any of the show elements. Um. No. Okay, that's good. No, apparently they're recasting some of the roles, so um, so they're shortened, so that they're not having as many performances right now. So there's a lot of attractions that are still on, like we've all been talking about. And it's one of those things that, yes... And it, it's, it's what you make of it. It's what you make of it. It's going with a positive attitude. So if you'd like to go on the thread and encourage our Dizzer Baby Atlas that they will have a fun time at Disneyland, please go to the thread. The, it'll be in the show notes. Or if you would like to find out what other people are talking about on what you can do when rides are down, come to the thread. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.